listening to the ESPN New York Tonight podcast with Larry Hardesty on 98.7 ESPN. This is ESPN New York Tonight. Here's Larry Hardesty. It's a tough one for the Yankee fans. Tampa Bay wins 2-1. I'm here for you. It's a special edition of ESPN New York Tonight. one 800 919 Also on Twitter at Hardest to ESPN at ESPN NY 98 underscore 7 FM. Along with JP and Giselle, we're here until 1 a.m. Then the Sports Center all night on 987 ESPN. Oh, it was tough. It had the feeling, it had the tenseness, it had everything that you expect from an elimination game. Of course, we'll take your phone calls. We'll take you to San Diego and the podium when the managers and the players speak. We'll get we'll take all your phone calls. We'll get your emotions and your feelings, and we'll replay the highlights and the lowlights tonight for you of game five of the ALDS. And as I started to say, it had that tension, it had that feeling, it had that. It had everything you wanted in an elimination game. Well-pitched, Garrett Cole did everything he could do. He was brilliant. He was brilliant. And if this is, this is what happens, and of course, you, because you lose in a close game, you dissect everything, right? You, you look at every possible way and every possible reason why you lose this game. Obviously, in the Captain Literal Man world, you got to score more than one run if you want to have a chance to win this game, right? You got to score more than one run. So that's let's put the obvious out of the way. But let's take if things go the other way. And let's look at if, if Aaron Judge has a little better idea of where this ballpark is, how it plays and he's going up to try to rob the home run and hits his head where there's a a slight overhang, hits his head there and knocks himself down where he can't get the home run. Okay? If that turns a little bit, maybe, maybe he's got a chance. I mean, I'm not sure. Maybe. But you're thinking about that, right? You're thinking about Meadows' home run there. He's going up to get it. And then later in the game, what really makes you think about it is that Gardner takes one away from Azarina. So you say, oh, maybe he took one, yes, but maybe, maybe. And then when you look at Cole, is he, if Gleyber Torres doesn't make the error, do you get another inning out of Cole? I mean, you could see he was starting, the ball was coming up. You could see, and give the Rays credit, they fouled off pitch after pitch after pitch after pitch. They got his pitching numbers up. So they did what they needed to do. Did a great job with that. But if if indeed, if indeed they're, you're able to, you know, you, you make that play, that's, I would say, estimating. 10, 12 less pitches that Cole had to face that he's a little stronger in the next inning. And what it does is it pushes your bullpen back another inning or so. 
But that's when you look at these little things, that's what drives you nuts. If you're a Yankee fan and if you're a Tampa fan, you'll say, you know what? We got the brakes. Let's go to the phones. 1-800-919-3776. Dan's in Whippany. Dan, start us off on ESPN New York tonight. Hey, well, how you doing? Okay, Dan, how are you hanging in there, my friend? I am not hanging in at all. Oh, boy. Okay. So, that being said, Michael K. said you were going to make me feel better tonight. I don't know if you're going to be able to, but that's okay. I'm trying. <laughs> I know. Here's what I think. Okay, you said in the promos the whole nine. Okay, we're going to hear from Boone tonight. We're going to hear from the players tonight. Okay, we 100% don't need to hear from any of them. We need to hear from Cashman tonight. We need to hear from the analytical people tonight. Okay, because if you don't think that game two had a little bit of a hangover from game three and yada, 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 like that, those are the people I want to hear from tonight. I don't want to hear from Boone. I don't want to hear from Judge. I don't want to hear from Sanchez. Okay, I want to hear from Cashman. I want to hear from the analytical people because if they were the ones that made the decision in game two, for whatever reason they did, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I'm just speaking out of frustration right now. Maybe I'm being a little hard on them. I don't know. But, like, I feel like it's – I feel like they need to be called to task on something. Because well, Dan, you're not wrong. You're not wrong, and you're not wrong to feel that way. And I was talking with one of my producers, Giselle, and I said to him, this series changed in game two. And there's no question about it because they did something, Dan, that they normally don't do. There was no reason for you to pull Garcia after one inning. There was no reason. Right. And I'll be be honest with you. I mean, I felt like Garcia was getting – and again, I know it's hyperbole or whatever, Mm -hmm. uh, predetermined outcome, all the things you want to say. I think Garcia was poised to give us five to six innings, at least settle down, whatever it might be, you know, three to four runs, whatever it was. Okay, but to overreact that way, it just kind of, and again, and this is what I just think, I think that there's an ego with the analytical department, and they kind of felt like they had to kind of show up Tampa, you know, we got to show up Tampa, we got to show that we're as smart as them, we got to show that we know, you know, we crunch the numbers just as well as they do, it's not better, you know, and it's just, you know, it's frustrating, it's very just... You know, but and now here's the worst part. As a, mm-hmm. as a, as a Yankee fan, you got to root for the Rays now because you don't want the Astros. No, I know. <laughs> you know, you don't want the Astros. Like, that's the worst part about it. You got to struggle. It's tough. You don't want the Astros. It's tough. But, you know, it's, it is what it is, and you know, we'll see what happens over the off season. But you know, all that being said, it just feels like another wasted season. You know, I know, Dan. I know. Thanks for the phone call, my friend. I will disagree with you on one thing. It's not that they waited and they reacted, overreacted to Debbie Garcia. They had it planned. It wasn't an overreaction. They had it planned. There was That's why after the first batter, Hap got up. So it's not an overreaction. It's not that, oh, well, you know, we don't think Debbie can handle it. No, he got up immediately. That's what they wanted to do. And even if you did, okay, let's say he doesn't go five. Let's say you take the same a game plan that Kevin Cash had with Tampa tonight with, with their, with their pitchers that we're not going to go through the, we're not going to let him go through the order the second time. At least he would have given you maybe two innings, three innings at least. And then after that, you make the adjustment. That's not what they did. And for me, that second game was an opportunity that they blew that was going to come back to haunt them. And as it turns out now, as you look, because hindsight is perfect. That's the way it turns out.
Simon's in New Haven. Simon, you're next on ESPN New York tonight. Hi, Larry. Uh, hey, Simon. I like to uh, I like to be the devil's advocate because I, I, I'm very upset. I'm a, I'm a, I'm the Yankee president of my building here. You know at the, okay. at where I live, and uh-huh. I, I can tell you exactly what's wrong. All right. Tell First me. of all, Boone is thinking like Girardi. I mean, these pitchers. You know, uh, he takes these pitchers out. I mean, they get no respect, no run support, and 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 the, and why we lost is the lack of hitting. These yes. players are so fond of grounding out and popping up. And like that last caller said, I want to make a, a personal plea to Brian Cash. Get rid of Gardner. I'm tired of seeing this schmuck in the lineup. He's but the first Gardner was hitting, this Gardner team. hit like he Gardner hit like 400. Gardner was one of the hottest hitters for you. You, I don't know why you want. I mean, I understand you're upset, Simon. Thanks for the phone call. But Gardner was one of the hardest hottest hitters. He was one of your guys, and make and, and saves a home run in the outfield. And you want him out? No. And he's not the only one. I mean, you know, there's you could go down that whole lineup about folks who did not produce in this in this series. Okay, there's, there's a bunch of guys. Gardner, okay, did did he have a great game tonight? No, he had a game saving, a, a home run saving catch for you, and he's been hitting. He was hitting enough that he put Frazier on the bench. So yeah, they, they did need, they did not hit. There's no question about it. But I don't know that you single out Brett Gardner for this one. Angels in Woodbridge. Hey, Angel, you're next on ESPN New York tonight. How could you even say that thing about Gardner? Anyway, the point I'm trying to make is you cannot buy heart. This team doesn't have heart. I am absolutely flabbergasted. Chapman is never going to be Rivera. How many home runs am I going to see this bum? <laughs> not give many up? people that are Rivera, Angel. There's not I know many that, people who Jesus Christ, How many home runs am I going to see this guy give up in a big moment? I'm sorry. He is just. He just frustrates me. He has such filthy stuff. And then yeah. to give up a home run to that guy. Of, of all, all guys, right? Of all people, he gives yeah. up a home run to that guy. I want to throw up right now. I swear to God. It's unbelievable. I can go down from A to Z, what's wrong with this team. But right now, I don't want to speak out of frustration. I want to let an expert like you tell me what they have to do to fix this mess. Personally, chat. Half is gone, as far as I'm concerned. Tanaka's gone, as far as I'm concerned. The hell with Paxson. Go mm-hmm. get Bauer. Go get some other pitching, because this is not working. This Tampa Bay team works as a team. Look at their payroll. They're filthy out of the bullpen. The Yankees can't hit because they're tremendous. Yeah. You got to give them credit. I'm a Yankee fan. You got to give them credit. Oh, there's no question. The Yankees, they no don't question. have. They don't have the heart like the 70s Yankees or the 90, late 90s Yankees. You know, the, the, the guys like Brocious coming through. They don't come through in the clutch. It's frustrating. How many years am I going to see the same nonsense over and over and over? $240 million payroll yeah. down the drain. Yeah. Down the drain. It was rough, Angel. Thanks for the phone call. I hear what you're saying. They've got to tinker some things. Once again, you were, your bullpen was compromised. All right, Tommy Canley, not there. Adovino was was awful this season. So that put extra pressure on your bullpen, which meant that that put extra pressure on your bats. And let's face it, after just with the – they blew through Cleveland, you know, blew through them. But then Tampa, better bullpen, a little tougher. Everybody that comes out of that Tampa bullpen is 99 and 100. It seems like bringing fastball – and off-speed stuff to drive you crazy. 
This is ESPN New York Tonight. Here's Larry Hardesty. Forward, 1-0 fastball, set in the air to right field, going back towards the corner. That's Lau, and it's gone. Aaron Judge with opposite field power, just over the fence, down the line, and it's one to nothing Yankees in the fourth. Dan Schroeman with the call here on 98.7 ESPN. That made Yankee fans feel pretty good, gave them a one nothing lead. With Garrett Cole on the mound, just couldn't last. It's ESPN New York tonight here on 98.7 ESPN, 1-800-919-3776. Taking your phone calls, we're here from Aaron Boone in a couple of minutes. For those of you who are calling, I'm here for you. I'm here for you to talk to your frustrations about this Yankees loss. And also, I want you to give me your thoughts on what they need to do going forward. Are you tired of Gary Sanchez? Are you ready to move on from him? A guy who should have been in your lineup other than with Garrett Cole? but because he was so bad, couldn't hit, doesn't seem to be able to hit the fastball anymore. He's persona non grata in key games, back-to-back elimination games. The guy who was, what do we call him, Gary Ruth or Babe Sanchez a couple of years ago? Is Are we done with him? And obviously, pitch, people are going to look at the starting pitching. What, what? Is, is it done? Tanaka, are you done? You ready to move on from Tanaka? Paxson, I'm sure. Many Yankee fans are like, what did he bring to the table? <laughs> Let's get him out of here. I know one thing. They better sign LeMahieu. He, he, he needs to come back. So while you're lamenting this, I want you to cleanse yourselves and let's Let's get that that what needs to change attitude as well. 1-800-919-3776. Devon is in Garfield. Devon, you're next on 98.7. Hey, Larry, what's going on, my man? What's up, Devon? Hey, not much. Hey, quick question. Yes. Pitching-wise. Yes. My whole perspective, remember how I was in game two? That was the whole momentum swinger for this whole series. Looks that way. The way the managing that that the Rays did tonight was phenomenal. They, they, if the Yankees would have did that in game two, I think would have been a different outcome. But the way they used their pitching tonight as letting Glasnow go to, Anderson going to, you know, that's the way we should have did it in game two. Instead of letting Jay Hatt go all the innings, that's what broke it all open. I think if we would have stuck with that game plan, it would have been a different outcome. So for me, mm-hmm. I just think like pitching is most of, what really did it, but we didn't hit. And it's either do or die on the home run ball, and that's where we got stuck at. I mean, it's either hit or miss. So yeah. that's what that's that's where it, it always kills it for us, and I hate to see that. And it's always every year. It's either hit or miss, home run, or it's, it's like the NBA, live and die by the three, mm-hmm. live and die by the home run die ball. Die by the home run. Yeah, I hear you, Devon. Thanks for the phone call. I'll say this. In Aaron Boone's defense, if you if he had ninety if he had guys coming out of the bullpen throwing ninety nine a hundred back to back to back to back, he probably would have done his pitching that way. But he doesn't. And once again, we talk about the injuries, but you know, Kaylee wasn't there. All right, so you have to make the adjustment. Okay, Adovino gave you nothing. He was he was so bad in September you couldn't go to him. And I got to be honest, and I think this kid is going to be great. I think this kid's going to be a really solid pitcher. 
But Lawizaga gives up big hits in key situations all the time. I just don't when, – when he comes into a game as a Yankee fan, you've got to feel like, oh, boy, this is not good. You just do. And I think as he gets more experience, he's going to be really good. But in this postseason, it just seemed like he he's not the kid yet that you can bring in confidently with runners already on base. If you're telling me I'm bringing him into start an inning, okay, I feel a little better about that. But when you bring him in where he's got a tightrope, he doesn't have a large margin for error, he just doesn't perform as well. So I think Boone was limited, which is why, Devon, he should not have pulled Davey Garcia so quickly. Okay, don't pull him so quickly. Let's see what he got. Give him an inning at least. Give, give him two innings. And especially you're bringing in Hap, who's not used to doing this. Those relievers are used to doing this. They do it all year. What did What was the stat? They had 19 one-run games. They were 14 and five. Well, you see why. Because they have deep pitchings. They've got a deep bullpen. It's as deep as the Yankee bullpen was last year with more firepower. Jonathan's in Bridgeport. Hey, Jonathan, you're next on 98.7. Hey, what's up? What's up, Jonathan? Hey, so analytics got to go. Like, if <laughs> the Yankees, if the Yankees just, just, just stay the way they used to be and – there won't be no problems. Everybody, everybody, everything will go right because we have the right people. We just don't have the right people running the games. Those yellow. Right, so, Jonathan, help, help me guys, out now. Help me out, Jonathan. When you say guys, if they, if you, when you say if they stay where they used to be, what does that mean? When they used to win, when they used to be. When they was winning, they didn't have Yale and Harvard saying what to do. They had Joe Torre and, and the, the old guy telling them what to do. Yeah, I know, Jonathan, but that's not how the game is played now, my friend. Everybody's doing the analytic thing. It's just, it, it's, it's, and thanks for the phone call. I understand your frustration. And me, because I'm an old school baseball guy myself, but this is what analytics is. And here's the frustrating thing. It's, this is one of the few times that you can say that analytics works in the postseason because it works with teams that don't rely so much on the long ball. Okay. Houston is a team that doesn't rely so much on the long ball. They can beat you with the long ball. They can beat you without the long ball. They are versatile in their attack. Tampa is also versatile in their attack. They can beat you with the long ball, yes, but they don't have to beat you with the long ball. Okay? And and that's where right now in this series, that's what you saw that hurt the Yankees. They were limited to the long ball. They went that way in Cleveland. Yeah, they had a lot of home runs in Cleveland, but they also had some runs where they scored not with the long ball. They relied on the long ball here, and it killed them. D's in Eastchester. Hey, D, you're next on 98.7. Hey, Larry, how you doing, bro? What's up, partner? Uh, man, I'm just so frustrated with this team, and I have a couple of reasons. I mean, after game two, that whole debacle with the front office cashman, that just set me off, but I, I need you to talk me off the lights tonight because I mean, this line tonight, one run, three hits. I mean, you have guys like Stan, Voigt, Judge, they should be getting hits after hits, but I, I get it. The Rays are good. They have a good team. They have a bunch of arms, but you've got to get more than one run to win or go home game. I mean, you just got to. And I'm, look, I'm 26 years old. I've seen, I was very young when the 90s teams happened. I grew up watching Jeter and all the greats. These just, I mean, I feel like they just don't have those timely hits. 
those signature moments. Yeah. They just don't have that. And it, it, it was a different team. team. There's, there's not a lot of those guys left. And you know what? Yeah. One, one thing is, Larry, I'm sorry, I'm going off. That's but okay. The one thing is, Larry, is that they think they were one piece away of getting Garrett Cole. And clearly, with game two, they're way more than one piece away. They are way more than one piece away. You need probably another stud starting pitcher and about two or three more relievers to even be considered, let alone with this lineup, because now you have to bring back DJ, you have to pay him. Glaber, you have to pay him soon. And Judge, I mean, now you have to make a decision with Sanchez. There's too many question marks to see every year. It's the same thing. All right, my friend. Thanks for the phone call. Listen, here, here's, here's how you have to look at it. Okay. You were able to find a way to get to the postseason. D, there were Yankee fans that I spoke to a month, month and a half ago. They weren't even sure that you guys were even going to make the postseason as badly as you were playing. We were going to make it. Okay, so you do have to make some adjustments. Or maybe it's time for you to just stay put. Okay? I think offensively, you're okay. I mean, you've got, look, when the offense is rolling, the offense is dominant. Okay? It's dominant. Now, would I try to get some guys that, that you know, are better contact hitters? Absolutely. But, Devon, one of the things you're gonna, your team is going to have to make a decision is, as I mentioned earlier, is what's the deal? What's the deal with your number one catcher? Listen, Higgy, fabulous. He's not a number one catcher. He's not. Are you done with Sanchez? What are you doing with Sanchez? You can't trade Sanchez because you'll get nothing for him. He is at his lowest potential for return that he will be. So I don't know what you do with him. You got to make a decision. I mean, of course, look, everybody wants Riamuto. Mets want Riamuto. Everybody wants Riamuto. But I mean... Is Hal Steinbrenner going to pay for Riamuto when he when you supposedly have your all world catcher and Gary Sanchez? I mean, what what do you do there? Uh, I think pitching wise, you know, you've got some guys on the disabled list. Hopefully, you know, uh, you got you 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 have some folks coming back that can be good, that can be that depth. Would I bring Paxton back? No, I wouldn't. Tanaka, I you know. <clears throat> I got to see what I can. I want to see what he's offering. You know, I can't give him big time money. I mean, I can't. But if he, if I can get him to be my, you know, bumping back my third, fourth starter, if I can make him my third or fourth starter, okay, I can do that. Obviously, you're going to hear Trevor Bauer's name, of course. So I'm sure the Yankees will have to do something at the top of their rotation, and they have to make some adjustments also in the bullpen. I don't know what Kainley's going to be back be like when he comes back. I don't know. Is he going to be? And what what am I doing with Adovino now? Is he? Can I trust him again? Well, is he going to come back and give me what I expect? Is he going to be a guy that I can trust in that bullpen? I mean, yeah, there's there's some things that they have to look at offensively. Like I said, I mean, Lemayhu to me is a no brainer. You got to bring him back. He let the majors in hitting. He's been the most consistent hitter you've had on this team for two years. You can't go anywhere. You gotta bring him back. And the question's going to be, okay, what do you do now? Because are you sure the judge is going to be able to play in a lot of games in the regular season? Stanton, who, yes, 
did not have a good game tonight, but carried you in this postseason. Carried you. Okay, and he's got a you know he's got an option in his clause, and I'm sure he's not going to leave <laughs> on a player's option. I'm sure he's not saying, okay, I'm I'm just going to pack my bags and head out of here. And yeah, you're going to have to make a decision. Yeah, about Brett Gardner, is he a guy that you're going to keep as your fourth outfielder, or has the kid Frazier shown you shown you enough that you're giving him left field? Are you giving Frazier left field? Is is he shown you enough that you say, okay? He's my, he's my everyday left fielder. A lot of decisions for this Yankees team. This is ESPN New York Tonight. It's ESPN New York Tonight here on 98.7 ESPN. Special edition of the show. We're here with you till 1 a.m. Talking about the Yankees' loss in Game 5 to Tampa. Also on Twitter at Hardest to ESPN at ESPN NY 98 underscore 7 FM. I'll get back to the phones in a second. Right now, let's head to San Diego and hear Aaron Boone as he addressed the media moments ago. Aaron, it's really been a battle with the Rays all season long this series and tonight. No exception. Just how tough a pill is it to swallow that your season ends tonight? Um, it's, I mean, it's awful. Um, The ending is is cruel, you know. It really is, um, you know. And so so many people, I'm grateful for that pour so much into this from all the players, staff, you know, clubhouse personnel, training staff. So many people that poured so much into this, and and especially in such a crazy year. Um, you know, I'm proud of so many people. I'm proud to work alongside with so many people that sacrificed so much this year. Um, feel like in, in what's been a real year of peaks and valleys for us on the field, too, I feel like, you know, in a lot of ways we're playing our best baseball right now. We lost to a, to a really good team that um, – you know, I thought played a, a really good game against us, obviously being able to hold us down tonight. Um, we're going to get there. I, I'm, I know it. Um, and it's going to make it all the sweeter, but um, a lot of hurting, hurting people in that room right now. The expectations were so high for this team when you entered the season, do you look at this season as a failure because you did not reach your goal of winning a World Series? Look, I mean, our, I, 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 I hate that question every year because there's failures and successes and no one in that room's a failure. Um, our goal is to win a world championship. That's what we feel like we're capable of. Um, that's the goal when we set out way back in Tampa in spring and then summer camp nothing changed entering the playoff nothing changed we have a team capable I feel of of being a champion we haven't gotten there yet um, I, I believe in my heart we will and uh, we just got to keep keep grinding away at it Marley Rivera you have the next question there. Um, could you please talk to us about that at bat by Purcell against Chapman and uh, what you saw there? And obviously, sort of, you know, the narrative is going to be that he did it against the guy. Um, you know what I mean? 
It was a great at bat. You know, I feel like Chappie is throwing the ball right now for the last three weeks, really. Maybe as good at any time that I've been here. I feel like he's that locked in right now. And Brasso just put up a great at bat. And that's the beauty sometimes of sport, you know. Um, it's And you get in these playoff situations, you get into two great teams and two great competitors going at it, you know. He got him on a great at bat. I thought Chappie continued to make pitches. I feel like he's so good with his delivery and his stuff right now. Um, and Brasso, you know, put a great at bat on him and, and, and snuck it out of here. When we spoke to the media moments ago, here's the bottom line. we we'll get to the calls in a second. It's not the speed, it's the location. And it was right down the middle of the plate. And he needed to either try something to move him away or go to the off-speed stuff or once again, if you're not going to be beat, and I hear this all the time and I've spoken to relievers and that's what they say, so I know. You don't want to get bet, beat with, with your second or third best pitch. You want to get beat with your best stuff. Then the location's got to be perfect. You can't give up a home run in that situation. You know it. And not that he's trying to do that, but that's what you have to do to prevent it. Didn't get it done. Yankees are going home. Chris is in Staten Island. Hey, Chris, you're next on 98.7. All right, we'll move. Chris, you there? All right, let's go to Mike in Connecticut. Hey, Mike, you're next. Hey, Mike. Hey, how are you doing? How are you? What's happening? Oh, man. You know, I just got to say it's disappointing, super disappointing. I mean, you hit it right on the head with Chavin. First of all, the guy's got no movement on the fastball, Okay. He's not Mariano Rivera. He's got no movement on the fastball, and the pitchers are going to be in the zone. When you're doing that against teams of this caliber, you know exactly what they're going to do. They're going to adjust, which is why I feel bringing him in the bottom of the seventh, he got lucky, first of all, to get out of that inning uh, clean the way he did. But, I mean, uh, when you're when you're pitching him that many innings, these guys are going to adjust. They're going to sure. adjust. They're going to find the fastball, and they're going to hit it. So, yep. you know, it's a one-run game at that point. Just super disappointing. I, I feel like with this team, and it's so frustrating, you see Yankee teams of the past, I feel like no one, nobody can get up in a big spot in the postseason and just get over that hump. I feel like we've we've had too many too many chances here. We, we're leaving guys on base, and when you're playing long ball and you know you can't move the runners over, how many times do we have you know one out guy on first base? We can't move them over. We don't bunt. We don't play small ball. You know, try to steal a base. Anything we can do to try to move the runners over. You know, and it's 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 frustrating when you got to just rely on home runs. And uh, you know, super disappointing again. Another year gone and you know tough to see mike from connecticut i hear what you're saying thanks for the phone call my friend and yeah it is and once again the more you see a and these teams face each other multiple times during the year so they know what each other does okay they know there's no secrets between these two teams they're in the same division they face each other all the time so and you add to that by seeing them over and over and over again and then you're in a position where you're not executing your location. And that was the big issue here. And once again, you have to look at the adjustment. You see that the more fastballs you're throwing him, he's making contact. He's fouling them off. He's getting, you know, good swings at it. 
So then you got it, and they did it a couple of times. They got him off speed. He, he was he started his bat ahead because he want he knew that he was getting beat by the fastball, and he was way out in front on the off speed stuff. And so, obviously, in hindsight, you look at it and you say, "Well, you should have kept throwing them off speed." Or if you're going the fastball, you gotta waste it, up and in or low and away or something. The location was what betrayed Chapman. But once again. When you look at the Yankee lineup, okay, this is a lineup that in a game like this, an elimination game, you've got to get more than one run. You have to. You have to. And, you know, Luke Voigt is to guarantee, you know, Whiffing in big spots, striking out in big spots in this game did not help you, my friend. Did not help you. Torres one for three. Ursella, once again, for the series. Not showing up. Did not show up. Sad. Judge with the home run tonight, but early in the series, struggled. And yet, because of what happened in game two, I understand why Yankee fans are just frustrated and saying, you know what, this, uh, you know, we shouldn't even be playing. We shouldn't have to play a game five. We should have won this earlier. Should have won it in four. Our, that 5-1 win last night should have been, you know, our game. So we just chill out and get ready for Houston. But that's not the case. You are listening to the ESPN New York Tonight podcast with Larry Hardesty on 98.7 ESPN. Uh. <laughs> we'll not lose ever. This is ESPN New York Tonight. Another hour of ESPN New York Tonight. Happy to talk to you at 1-800-919-3776. Also on Twitter at Hardesty ESPN at ESPN NY 98 underscore 7 FM. Talking about game five of the ALDS. We have reaction later in the hour. We're talking to you on the phones, getting your reaction. What do you feel, Yankee fans? And what, now that you're, it's sinking in a little bit, what needs to change? We've had several people talk about the analytics, and I agree that you need to do something a little differently, that the analytics simply for me don't work in the postseason. They just don't. I'm sure there's one or two exceptions, but this idea that you swing for the fences and that's all you do is not the way it doesn't work. It's shown with the type of pitchers that you face at this level. It's hard to do. It's hard to just rely on home runs. And and look, you look at this offense, you look at this roster, where are you playing small ball at? You can't play small ball. You can't. And very few teams do. But it's just the – you go back, and we'll get to the calls in a second. You go back, and I know it's different. It's a different time. It's a different world. But you go back to those Yankee championship teams of the 90s. Okay? They had, they had guys who hit home runs. They had – maybe they had guys – maybe you don't have a 45 or 50 home run guy. But they had like two or three guys with 25, 26 home runs. And I know we don't care about averages now. We don't care. It's just home run, the bus, strike out. That's okay. Sabermetric, it works. Don't waste, don't waste the bet. Stop. 
In the postseason, you need every single opportunity to try to get runs across. And listen, while we're jumping on the Yankee pitching and we're jumping on Chapman with the bullpen and we're jumping on, you know, we're jumping on what they didn't do, they only gave up three hits. Both teams only got three hits in this game. All the runs were scored on the home runs. So while I understand that you want them to be more versatile in spots against some teams, I get it, and it would help. But in this game, it was about the long ball, and that's what it is about in the postseason. It's What I guess I'm saying is it's the ability for your the flexibility for you to be able to beat teams multiple ways. That you're not relying on the home run. That you can, hey, maybe when Gardner gets on or something like that, we can do a hit and run. (laughs) You know, maybe run is the first and third. Maybe we can do something like that. Maybe we could do not small ball where we're a walk, we bunt the runner over, you sacrifice it. I'm not talking about that, but I'm talking about Hit and run, being aggressive, put the ball in play. Maybe maybe that's the type of hitters that you need on this club. Contact hitters. Not so many strikeouts. And once again, you know, <laughs> Gary Sanchez is a is supposed to be a major offensive force in this lineup. And he has not been for two years hasn't and was benched for back-to-back elimination games. What does that say? That was a ma- Higgy's great. Higgy and defensively, listen, he did a phenomenal job. Balls bouncing all over the place with with Cole had a couple of bounced with uh you know, Chapman had a couple bounced. You know this. This is this is a young man who does a tremendous job as far as making sure that uh, he keeps the ball in front of him. And and he he was like a goalie with with Britain. <laughs> He's like a hockey goalie. And once again, with Sanchez, what what was the thing? Well, you can live with his defensive issues because he hits. Well, if he's not hitting, he's not playing. What do you do going forward? 1-800-919-3776. Back to the phones. Joe is in Secaucus. Joins us next on 98.7. Hey, Joe. Hey, Larry. How's it going, man? Thanks for taking Good, my, my call. Friend. You got it. Talk to me. But I, just, I just want to go back to what you were saying. It's all about. It's not just about the adjustments throughout the year, but it's the in-game adjustments that they are lacking that they're not making. It seems to me that every time it's like the same song and dance, for the past four or five years in the postseason, they go into a game, they have this plan that they want to do in the box, and when they're facing dominant pitching, that plan needs to go out of the go needs to be thrown out the window sometimes, and they need to make the adjustments. And it seems like they 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 are too strict upon their game plan in the box, and that's what's causing them to live and die by the the home run. I mean, Stanton shouldn't be taking these these strikes down the middle during that last at bat. I'm no. like, what? Like, you have to be swinging at those. You have to be like, what? What else could you be looking for in that situation besides straight fastballs down the middle? Is what you were getting. So it just seems to me that they don't have these players, or they're not teaching these players that to make adjustments and to use the put the bat on the ball, and good things will happen. 
that's a huge that's I think that's how you win baseball games, especially in the postseason. And if you look at the past winners of the World Series, I mean, the Dodgers, they rake, man. The Astros, they rake. And it's not just home runs. They know how to hit. They know how to get on base. They know how to make put the ball in play. And that's how you win. The home run's great, but you know what else is great? A three-run home run because there's two men on base. And as far as Chapman, Chapman in the bullpen, mm-hmm. I, you know, I, I think it's just so mismanaged recently, especially today. I don't know why you would bring in Chapman for anything more than three outs. Every, I mean, I've seen him for the past three, four years. He doesn't do well when it comes to four outs, five outs. He's a three-out uh, three pitcher, and after that, he gets a little wobbly. I don't know what you have green. You have Jonathan Holder, who I think has been pitching great. You could have brought him in a little earlier to bridge over to Britton and Chapman. But sometimes it feels like they get too, you know, trigger-happy with the bullpen. And I think it comes back and bites them in the butt. Well, I think, Joe, and you make some great points. Thanks for the phone call. I think that all managers have guys that they trust. And right now, in a Game 5 situation, uh, Boone doesn't trust Holder. He doesn't trust Loisega. There's a bunch of folks down there he doesn't trust. All right? He doesn't trust Adovino. So he went with the folks that he knew, and his game plan going in was very simple. I need Cole to get me to Britton, Chapman, and Green. And Green I'm going to kind of hold back because he's pitched. This will be his third day in a row. So I'm not really kind of going that way with him. So I think that was his game plan going in, and that's what he wanted to do, and that's what he did. As far as you talking about the hitting, uh, I agree with you about Stanton. But what happens is these these race pitchers fool you with the off-speed stuff so much, okay, that you swing and look bad that you're, you're guessing. And when they're ahead, it takes from you. It takes that guessing and that and that aggressiveness away from some batters, and that's what it did with Stan. There's no way that he's obviously for me. If he's taking that pitch right down the middle, he's looking off speed. He's looking off speed. He's thinking, oh no, that's going to that's going to drop, and it's going to be it's going to drop out of the strike zone, and I'm not swinging at that. And it didn't. It was right down the middle. So he guessed wrong, and that's what happened. This was not the same Yankee team. What, what did they do in Game One against Tampa? They worked the count. They worked the count. They worked the count. They worked the count. What did they do against Cleveland? They worked the count. They worked the count. They worked the count. They didn't do that here. And part of the reason is because the Tampa pitchers got ahead. So, listen, you, it's hard for you to work a count when you're down 0-2. Can't work the count. Now you're defensive. You got to swing. And that's what this Yankee team did. And they swung, and then... 0-2, now the pitcher's, pitcher has you on the string. He can go fastball up. He can go off speed away. And you're swinging because you're in the defensive position. You're listening to the ESPN New York Tonight podcast with Larry Hardesty on 98.7 ESPN. And the 3-2 swing and a miss. Another strikeout. Adamas down on strikes to end the inning, and that's 8 through 4. Dan Schoeman with the call here on 98.7 ESPN. That was Garrett Cole's eighth strikeout. He would strike out nine and five in the third. Here's what he had to say after a loss to the Rays. Yankees eliminated 2-1. You guys tonight. Um... Yeah, it's a big disappointment. Um, not uh, not the way we drew it up. Uh, 
really hard fought series um, you know that that sometimes can make it tougher to swallow too so pitching for the first time on short rest looked like it took you a little while to get in a groove and then it seemed like you really found your way what adjustments did you make from the first inning to, to the second inning yeah I mean Meadows came out super aggressive right swinging at the uh, first three pitches I thought so um, you know we went after Lau I think with the same intent uh, laid off some good pitches at the top of the zone um, you know, first fastball inside to a right-hander, Rosarena, you know, obviously hits him. So we got a bit of traffic there. Do a good job with Choi. Um, and then, you know, try to, you know, I executed some good pitches to Diaz. Obviously didn't want to lose leverage there. Uh, and then made some big pitches to Wendell. You know, I think that was, I think those those first three sprays were, were, were some of the pitches that, um, you know, maybe... Maybe I should have backed off the throttle a little bit, but hey, you know, we came back through the count and um, you know made some good pitches. So um, I thought that the approach, I, I I just thought Lau put together a good at bat. I mean, you know, uh, just based on what I had seen, uh, we were anticipating maybe a little more expansion at the top of the zone. So that home run in the fifth, did you think that Judge prior to hitting the yeah, wall that was had Cole. a shot at that ball? And um, you know, listen, he he did he gave you all he could. He did a great job. You could start to see though, right, that he was losing his location, that the ball was going up. And you could see that the ball he was starting to fight himself. But really, you go back, we'll get to the calls in a second. You go back to what hurt him, you know, and you have to nitpick on these things because it's such a tight game. And you look back and you see these missed opportunities. The Glaber Torres era extended him another 12, 13 pitches at least because they were fighting it off and fighting it. Give the race credit. They fought off all the bad pitches. And even if they didn't get on, they fought and they fought and they put that pitch count up. And that made the adjustment as to where maybe you get another inning out of Cole, which pushes your bullpen back a little bit. Just wasn't meant to be. Robbie's in Lenox, Massachusetts. Hey, Robbie, you're next on 98.7. Larry, it's so good to talk to you. It's been a while. I got one word to say before I talk about the Yankees. Alexei Lafreniere. <laughs> <laughs> Go Larry, Rangers, huh? <laughs> okay, let me tell you something, all right? Yes. I don't know who I can't stand more, Brian Cashman or Aaron Boone, but first of all, I'd like to congratulate the Tampa Bay Rays. It just shows to you that you can put a team together for $65 million. And I said the word team Team, okay, Larry? Okay, a couple of points I want to make, all right? You cannot put together a championship team with five or six DHs. You cannot put together a team at Yankee Stadium or any stadium with a predominant right-handed team. You must have balance. I want you to look at the last 10 teams that have won the World Series and look at the balance, whether it's the Red Sox, whether it's the Astros, whether it's the Cubs. They all have guys that have lefty and righty lamps like the Tampa Bay Rays do. Now, Tampa Bay struck out more times than any other team in baseball this year in the American League. However, they know how to play small ball. And Aaron Boone reflects the antiseptic attitude and the style of this team. Why couldn't Glaber try to steal the base? Why couldn't Aaron, Aaron Judge try to steal a base in the ninth inning for Hicksie being up? They play such unaggressive baseball. And this analytical garbage, this nonsensical, stupid uppercutting of the baseball, how about just taking the ball the opposite way? How about mm -hmm. just 
connecting and making contact. It is an absolute joke. Brian Cashman has had this cushy job for 22 years, has won one championship, and I don't want to hear about 98 90, and 96 and all that nonsense because he was basically you know, a, a puppet. Those were sticks teams, and those were, those were uh, Bucks Watson. teams, okay? Mm-hmm. But, but, Larry, my point is that you cannot – why would you get rid of a guy like D.D. Gregorius? This is what they need to do next year. They need to find a way to get left-handed bats. I would re-sign D.D. I would get Glaber out of shortstop. Excuse me. Yeah, get Glaber back to second base. They could trade Sanchez. And, by the way, hats off to Kyle Higoshiago because I thought he played a great series. You and did. how stupid is Boone? How stupid? He puts Mike Ford up. has a two, two at-bats in the last two months? I mean, is he out of his mind? Just because he's a lefty, you're going to take a guy who's 294 and put up a guy who can't get a hit who's gotten, like, no hits in the last three months? I mean, Aaron Boone is the most antiseptic manager. They don't hit and run. They do nothing kind of small ball. And that's why this team, it's not about the pitching. Yes, Wallace Chapman, again, is a goat. But, again, Derek Cole gives you, I know what you said about him actually, um, you know, losing the strike zone. But this guy showed you everything. I mean, oh, no question. I'm not, not blaming him, Robbie. Go ahead. And, Robbie, yeah, you made ahead. some great points. Thanks for the phone call. I'm not blaming him. He did a phenomenal job. But I was just saying that you could see on three days re- on three days pitching rest that he was starting to lose it. So you could you knew that the home run was coming. Okay, you could see it. You knew. You knew the home run was coming because the ball was moving up and continually being up. And so that's the point I'm making. No, he did a phenomenal job. He got you to the, got you to five in the third innings. He got you to the sixth inning. Okay, got you to the sixth. That's all you. That's what you wanted from him. But yeah, the offense. That that's that's the difference. But once again, this team is not built to play what you want them to play. Yeah, you'd like to have Judge in the ninth inning. You know, give me some hit and run. Give me something more imaginative. But this is not a team that's gonna. This is not a. A we're going to steal bases team. It's not the, and nobody plays that way. They don't. You need to have guys with more contact. I agree. And listen, DJ Gregor, what were you doing with DJ LeMahieu? Robbie, Robbie LeMahieu, batting leader, major league leader, the guy who's led this team in hitting two consecutive years. I'm finding a place for him on this team. He, he's got a place. He just does. Do they need more balance in the lineup? Yeah, probably. I agree with that. Could they use some more lefties? Yeah. Could they use some switch hitters? Even better. Even better. Anthony's in freehold. Hey, Anthony, you're next on 98.7. Hey, man, thank you, for, thank you for taking my call, man. How are you? I'm doing great, partner. What's happening? I'm um, good. I'm just a uh, uh, frustrated Yankee fan. Um, I think I speak for all in New York with, uh, with I, I just don't think Boone managed the series well at all. Um, I mean, you pitch, you pitch Garcia one inning. I understand he's a young kid. You know, you get him out there. He, he, he lets up the bomb, but you know, let him settle in maybe in the second inning. And I want to piggyback off of what you said before about, uh, glass and the, and the Rays pitchers. Listen, hats off to the Rays. Listen, they, they, they played team baseball. They, they, they beat us. That's it. It's fair mm-hmm. square. Um, but, uh, to piggyback off your, your, you know, getting ahead of batters. How about, how about the two or three times we swung with three Oh today? Yeah. How about when 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 we need to get Glass now out of the game? You have Stan swinging up there with three out, no outs. At least at least let him throw you a strike. You see him laboring, and and also I'm sorry, Larry, to piggyback off of your uh, your point with Garrett Cole, mm-hmm. he didn't look like himself in the first inning and and throughout the game. I don't know if you noticed it uh, throughout the game. His his mannerisms, his tempo, it was just off. It wasn't you know, and and he pitched. 
a hell of a game. He kept us in the game. He he cemented his you know starting role on the team. And the last point I want to make is next year you know we get Severino back. We probably have to sign Tanaka back because of the starting pitching that we're going to need. And and you go out and you sign two guys. I, I I'm not I'm not fully you know discouraged by this team. Gary's got to go. And you know maybe you 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 bring Brett for for another year. Maybe uh, trade Clint for for a couple prospects with which pitching. You know I don't know. I I I'd give I'd give the Mets Clint Frazier for Noah Syndergaard straight up. I just I just Clint think Frazier for who? To, for Noah Syndergaard. I, no, I don't I think the do Mets it. would do it. No, no. And, and let me no, let me they wouldn't do that. Go ahead. Last thing, let, Anthony. Let me, go ahead. Let me make one more point. Yeah, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, and and to make a point about this team, they don't have dogs. You think about an 09 team, the the 09 team, not to compare them to a championship team. But they had dogs. They had Cano. They had A-Rod. They had Jeter. They all got in the box, and they said, I'm beating you. You have D.J. LeMay. You have Aaron Judge, maybe, with that is going into the box and saying that. They don't have – thanks for taking my call. You got it, Anthony. Nice. Thanks for checking in. And listen, I hear what you're saying. It's a team, though, that just does not come up consistently in the clutch. That's unfortunately the way this Yankee team has been. Now, you look at them when they first got there, what, 2017? Okay, they were a year early. Nobody expected them to be there that way. When they get to game seven, they're right there going to the, they're ready to go to the World Series. All right? But this team, look, back-to-back years, over 100 wins. So, yeah, there's talent on there. And I agree with you about you know, somebody was talking about bringing Ford up. I was surprised that he would bring Ford up. Ford is, you know, hasn't hit out of it. I, you know, I understand you needed a lefty in that spot. Personally, I would have rather gone with Frazier. Personally, me, I would have rather gone with Clint Frazier. Quick, quick wrists. Maybe he can catch one. I would have. And and I think Frazier's done enough that he should be considered to be an everyday player on this team. I think he has. I really do. I think you should consider bringing him and putting him in the lineup every day as your left fielder. And sprinkle Gardner in if you bring him back. Sprinkle him in when you need to. You are listening to the ESPN New York Tonight podcast with Larry Hardesty on 98.7 ESPN. <laughs> 